Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. I can't believe it. It is episode number 16, Dana. 16 episodes, David, and they said we couldn't stick with anything. <laughs> and you know what? Since the day we launched, we haven't missed a day or, 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 or a week, I should say. But like our, our podcast is coming out every Monday morning right on schedule. Yep. David, this goes to show the power of teamwork of not doing something alone <laughs> I was because there have been days when we've gotten on, on the recording and you've been tired or I've been tired. And one of us says, well, should we cancel? The other one says, no, we keep moving forward. Having a productivity partner to get something done is an amazing technique. However, that is not what we're talking about today. <laughs> we're talking about delegating five ways to delegate with yeah. ADHD. We we're we're talking about the stuff that we have to do that no one else can do. Have you noticed that Dana, no one can delegate for you. <laughs> exactly. Darn uh, it. Darn it. Can't we just delegate this? <laughs> uh, uh, I wish we could, but no. I wish we could. Yeah. So the things we want to do just to do a recap, we want to have the tasks that we're responsible for be in our area of strength. And we talked about and what you, that two episodes ago, like building your yeah. perfect ADHD, like working life. That wasn't the exact title, but something like that was perfect. So it, yeah, yeah it, it's close. Then last week we talked about avoiding the landmines and the weaknesses. Yes. Then this is one of the ways we avoid the landmines and the weaknesses. And I need this so, one, Dana. I really do. David, may I tell you a secret? Oh. Please do, except I'm going to share it with like a few thousand of my closest friends. <laughs> I need this one too. This is a skill that I'm still working on building. I, I appreciate you being vulnerable about that, Dana, because you know, you, you to me epitomize the person who has conquered so much of this, um, which is, which is, I don't know if I've said this on this podcast, but that's why I chose you to be my ADHD coach. <laughs> I could tell you were executing well. But this is this is I mean, we all have areas where we still have, you know, ways to ways to improve. I mean, yes, most some yes. of us more so than others. <laughs> yes. But, and, and what I tell my students and my clients is that this is something I have worked on for many years, learning to live easily with ADHD. I started some components of it when I was in my early 20s yeah. and and have built the skills gradually over time. One of the things I love about my ADHD Success Club is we're short-circuiting that. So we're reducing the amount of time it takes people because I can teach them a lot of the things Yeah, quickly. And it's so great to learn from someone else's mistakes rather than having to just repeat them. Exactly. Oh, However, I am not saying I'm an expert at everything. And delegating is one of those areas that's really hard for me to do. Um a lot of people struggle with de with delegation. It is something that's hard for so many people, ADHD and not. Yeah. And I feel Our like... attention... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I feel like for me, one of the big reasons that I struggle with it is because I have 
like really high expectations about the way things should be done. And that's pro- probably related to rejection, sensitive dysphoria from ADHD, from years of rejection and like shame and not doing things well. And then, so I want it to turn out a certain way, but I don't want to be the person who's like, if I'm going to hand you a task, I'm going to tell you, and it has to be done to absolute perfection or some impossible stand. Like it's easier for me to just do it than to tell you, you know, you didn't do it the way I wanted you to do it. You know what I mean? Like there's, yes. there's this sort of like perfectionist, I don't know. It's twisted, honestly. Uh, I'm the same way. I I often can't communicate what I want. However, I know what I don't want when yeah. I see it. And often I don't see what I want when I see it. Right. I, yes. I, yes. You, you, I understand. Was that, I don't know if that even it made sense. No, it makes perfect sense, Dana. I get you. <laughs> I really do. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, and and I know that people with ADHD like us, we're not the only perfectionists in the world, but we seem to we seem to kind of cluster in the perfectionist end of that spectrum. I think people with ADHD. Yes, we do. Yeah, and a lot of it is the rejection that we've had over the years, and we have grown up never being able to do things well enough, and so we keep trying and trying and trying. Yeah. Yeah. Not all of us are perfectionists. I'm not actually. I can. I can go to the um, not doing things well enough if I let myself get away with it. Well, However, yeah. that's a different conversation. <laughs> Necessity, you know, sometimes mandates that <laughs> like, like you lower your expectations. But yeah, you're right. That's a whole other conversation. So we also have this issue with um, like if you delegate, how, how, how does that work with like the only time I'm going to delegate is when I absolutely am up against a deadline. But by then it's too late to delegate, <laughs> right? You know, so like there's just a whole mess around this thing. So I'm really looking forward to learning whatever I can learn about what you found that works well. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I know there are other exactly. reasons why we avoid delegating. Um, we do. A lot of it's the cost. Uh, that was when I, was was a, I can speak. I can speak. That was one of the big hurdles I had to get over when I was first starting to delegate, when my business was growing to this point where I was absolutely overwhelmed and swamped. I couldn't do it all myself anymore. And I kept thinking, oh my gosh, but how can I afford to delegate? And I just decided, and I had a coach I was working with then, and she pushed me to do it. So I just hired my first assistant, which then allowed me to be able to make more money. Yeah. So it really you, worked in the long run. Do you think we tend to undervalue our own time because of this whole rejection sensitive dysphoria? I keep using that phrase, but you know what I mean? Like, is it, is that part of it or is it just the typical business owner? Like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll save that money and do it myself. I'll just, work yeah, harder. I don't think this one is an ADHD thing. Makes sense. I think it's, I think it's just, I don't want to spend the money because that means if I'm spending a thousand dollars a month on an assistant, that means I need to be bringing in another thousand dollars a month. And that's a often a big jump to make. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So the cost is there. We talked yes. about procrastinating. We, you know, <laughs> When there's no deadline or when the deadline's there, by the time we're actually awake and going, oh, I got to I got to get that done. It's too late. Um, And then there's the um, to delegate. Well, I mean, you hinted at this already. You, You have to clearly articulate what it is that you want. And that is something I know is true. You have to do it 
but I also feel like it's a lot of work to do it well. And so then I fall back in that. Oh, it's just faster for me to do it. Yes, exactly. Uh, and that's one of when we get into the our tips, this, that's one of the things we're going to gotcha. talk about. Okay, how so, do you, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you do that? And how do you avoid unreal expectations? Ooh. So, you, I mean, you're not, we expect people to be mind readers. We expect people to be magicians and they're not, no. we're not, they're not uh, often. We don't set them up with a foundation, a platform so they can do their best work. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, but then this keeps us, if we don't delegate, it keeps us in a place where, I mean, that coach that you had that told you, you will make more money if you do this was right. But yes, by not doing it, we end up, there's this, you know, one of the things I learned years ago is there's only so many hours you can work in a day or a week or whatever. And with ADHD, your brain eventually will just go, hey, we're done now. And then we are finished. Yes. Just you just sit on the sofa and uh, watch bad television. Yeah. And but the work's not done yet. And so uh, so but it means there's a ceiling. We can we can only earn so much if we don't learn this. And, and yes. it's true even if you don't own a business. Right. I mean, in, in your in your job, you've got to be able to hand off the things that keep you from delivering your best value at work. Right. And enjoying the work that we do. And that's a lot of what we need to do when we're delegating with ADHD is we need to be, as we've talked about, we need to be so excited about what we're doing and going to work and working in our strengths that the resistance is taken away. Delegating is one of the key pieces of that. David, there's also another piece of delegating that I find very valuable with my business. The person to whom I'm delegating is a placeholder. So when oh. I tell, when, when I am given an assignment by one of my team members, that means that I have to get the things done for them by a certain date. Okay. That means the projects move forward I see. instead of me waiting until the last minute as my ADHD tendencies would lead me to do. So you've, you've created the staggered dependency chain in the in the deal so that if the dead, the real deadline is out, you know, a few days out, but your, your, your assistant for he or she, him or her to get that done has to have all the pieces and parts and things and clear instructions and everything by several days ahead of that. Then you, you have a real deadline for you. That's actually earlier than the real deadline. Is that yes, kind of the thing? Yeah. Exactly. Yep, I got you. Yes. So they're a placeholder for the productivity to get done. They, like it, it. it pulls it forward. Okay. The thing about deadlines is we know if deadlines are real or not. Don't we? And if deadlines are not real, we're just going to blow through them. We just will. Why is it that my brain doesn't fire with all of the panic <laughs> when it, it's I an don't. artificial deadline? It's like, exactly. and I tell people that. They're like, oh, just make an artificial deadline. Nope, doesn't work. Yeah. And I hear coaches, I hear ADHD coaches recommend this. We'll make a deadline. But I know, and everybody with ADHD I have worked with, we know it's you know, not a real deadline. You can't trick that. Me. That's an advanced skill that I've gotten better at, and I, maybe I'm 60% there on that one, but there still are big projects that are very important. I'm the one responsible for it. There's no real deadline, and it is just keeps getting pushed to the back of the line because the real deadlines take priority. Yeah. Yeah. The urgent is always, you know, it always trumps if I, I hate that word at this moment, but 
It always trumps the important, doesn't it? David. <laughs> I did. I, I didn't, you know. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. We're anyway. Um, I, I, I hate it because it's so charged with emotions, positive and negative on the part of the hearer, whoever they are. How's that? Yes. Yes. Very good. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's get back to delegating. Okay, good. Delegating is hard for everybody. Yeah. In Unless you've really built this skill, it is particularly hard for people with ADHD because it pushes against some of our natural tendencies. And we are going to talk about that. Love it. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. So um, how about we take a quick break and when we come back, we'll dive in to the real practical stuff. Is that, is that, that sounds like a great plan. Let's procrastinate about discussing this more. Well, we'll be back very quickly. It won't take long. So don't you go anywhere. Hey, it's David here. Just me on this part, and I have a question for you. In the midst of coronavirus, COVID-19, the lockdown, a whole bunch of additional stress, maybe, like me, you're finding your ADHD symptoms are exaggerated. It does happen with additional stress. And if you're a professional, whether you own a business, maybe you have a management job, maybe you're trying to advance your career and make the best of your current situation, maybe you've thought about the idea that you need something more to help you with your ADHD symptoms and to help you gain mastery over the things that are holding you back. And if that is the case, then I really want to strongly urge you to consider Dana's ADHD Success Club. Now, she didn't ask me to do this, but I want to tell you I have personally experienced the ADHD Success Club, and it is fantastic. If you've ever thought that maybe a community of people that you meet up with virtually, and not on a Zoom call, but via phone and internet, group training sessions, and group coaching time, you get to experience Dana's best-in-class coaching program as well as the opportunity to find other people that you can identify with who will understand you and get you and help to support you so that you can live at your ADHD best, then the Success Club is definitely something that you want to take a look at. Now listen, there's an investment involved and I don't want to get into all the details here, but I want to invite you to check it out today at kicksomeadhd.com slash success. That'll take you to a special page on Dana's website that talks all about the ADHD Success Club. There's a free ebook you can download there. It's called The Top Three Ways That You Let ADHD Sabotage Your Success. And it is a fantastic resource for you that's absolutely free of charge. So Go to kicksomeadhd.com slash success, download the free ebook, and take a look at all of the opportunities that you have with Dana's ADHD Success Club to gain mastery over organization issues, time, the symptoms that affect you most, clutter, your schedule, your ability to focus and get things done. All of these things and many more are addressed in the ADHD Success Club. And the reason that I want to talk about this today is that there's a new season that opens on August 25th, so it's coming up. You're listening to this message today in a time when you have the opportunity to get in at the very beginning. You can join anytime, but it's extra special if you're able to get in at the beginning. And there will be a special offer for you if you go to kicksomeadhd.com slash success. Remember, the new season opens August 25th, and it is going to be something that is going to be completely worth your while. And if nothing else, you get the free ebook if you go there today, kicksomeadhd.com slash success. 
right, we're back talking about delegating. Dana, this is the skill that I, I need so badly. So, yes, David, and it's the skill that I need to improve. It's, it's wonderful for us to work on this together. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I appreciate that. All right, so you have an approach to this, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut up and take notes while... <laughs> Uh, that's not true. You know, I'll interrupt you, but you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I like being interrupted. I actually have a seven step system that I teach my clients. It's okay. part of what we cover in the success club. However, I've pulled out some of the most important tips that we're going to be talking about today. Nice. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Because it, I mean, there wouldn't be time in an episode like this to go through the whole process. I'm sure. Of course not. Anyway, and, and the tips are what's really what will get people started and then they can yeah. build or decide if they need help, whatever the next direction would be. The first thing I want, it, um, but before we get into the tips, I want to talk a little bit about the background. So we need to be very intentional about delegating with ADHD. This is what hangs me up often is I, I don't even think about it. I get in the moment, I get in working with whomever, and I let go of the things I need to remember about delegating. We also need to be aware of what we can delegate. We need to look for things. We need to look for where we're procrastinating. That's a clue. We need to okay. look for the bottlenecks we're creating. We need to look for the landmines that we talked about last week, our areas of weakness. Those are clues that it's something that we can delegate. Perfect. Yeah. And I, uh, because sometimes I, I have people who work for me and I'm like, I should be giving them more work to do, but nothing comes to mind, you know? <laughs> so this is a good process here as I bang the microphone. Sorry about that. That's so yeah, good process here to, to, to notice the things that should be handed off. Yes. I like that. So let's get, let's get into the, in, into the, into the tips that, okay. all right. And knowing that we are going to push deadlines, we are naturally going to be unclear. We are naturally going to change plans. We're going to change directions. We need to realize that that's part of how the ADHD brain works and having a structure a formula for delegating will help that. Do you warn your assistant types that, hey, I will tell you to do this a certain way, and then I will change it, and you'll have to redo it. I but do. I'm paying you for that, so it's okay for me to I do, do that. I do. But I make sure that everybody I work with is ADHD friendly. I, I, since I am the boss, I let them know, and Good. I let them know that I will change my mind. I and I tell them if I come up with some fabulous idea, hey, let's have a show. I want them to challenge me on it. I yes. want them to push back. Yes. I've learned to let that, those ideas percolate for a few days before right. I share them with my assistant, with my team, most of the time, not 100%, most of the time. I want them to know that I am a source of fabulous ideas, but they may not be practical. Wow. I'm facing one of these right now. It's a big one too. So I'm not going to talk about it in detail though, but it's, it's one that my team is now really frustrated with me about, <laughs> but yes. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about mm. our tips. So the first Good. thing you need to do is when realizing, okay, I'm going to delegate this. You got to think it through, okay. know what you're delegating. What are the major steps? What are the desired outcomes? have examples if possible. 
maybe find a couple of sources of something somebody else has done, something you've done that you like, as much as you can have examples. You do not need to spend hours planning this. This is, again, a back of the napkin kind of a plan. What's the beginning? What's the middle? What's the end? What will it look like when it's done? What are we doing? What do I need to communicate? That, like, what does it look like when it's finished and the and the real clarity around the desired outcomes? I know that in the areas where I've been successful with delegating, that has made a world of difference. Rather than giving people a bunch of steps to take, I mean, and maybe maybe it depends on who you hire, but, like, my people that work for me are brilliant. They're intelligent. Yes. Right? Sometimes if I lay out steps for them, I'm actually steering them the wrong direction. Like if I can just give you the clear outcome that I want and be super, you know, clear about it, not to repeat myself, um, they'll get there, you know? So yes. that, that's one of the things that I've, that I have learned at least, you know, not that I do it all, all that often, but. Yeah, but you can get better <laughs> yeah. at doing it. And this I is can. a skill yeah. we are building muscle here and this is a skill we can do. That, and that's exactly right. We're hiring people who are experts at what they're doing. We hope. We right. do not need to micromanage it. We may need to help course correct a little bit. We do not need to micromanage it. However, right, we need to know what the outcome is. Yeah. And, and micromanaging isn't going to happen anyway. Not for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I'm, if I'm micromanaging, oh my Lord, you know, I will scratch my eyes out and do it myself. And then I'll apologize for ever asking them to do it anyway. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's just not going to work. I know that. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, all right. So the, uh, let's talk a little bit more about the dynamics of deadlines. We talked about it a little bit. I just want to cover it because the dynamics are important. We need to know the deadline when they need to have it done. And that means we need to know the deadline of when we need to let them know about it. We need to have the deadline of when we need to get stuff to them. We need to be able to live, leave enough space for them to be able to get the work done. Pushing against our ADHD tendency of waiting until the last minute so maybe we need to have a blog posted on Thursday and we wait until Wednesday to get the details to whomever our writer is. And that's, that's not, not enough time well. that, that makes our emergency their problem. And that is not a key to having happy workers. And that is a really good point, Dana. If we consistently make our emergency their problem, we're going to burn through them. I mean, they're going to that they're they're gonna there will be a revolt. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So the the deal here is you've got to know what your deadlines are, and you need to leave space for your people to do their work. Yeah, and time. If it's something you need to review afterward, you know, before the deadline, you know, that you, you got to account for that. So like thinking all of those pieces through. Love it. Yes. All right. The next thing we need to do is have some reminders, and I've broken it down into two. Okay. A reminder in the middle of the project, if it's, it, it, not every project has this, not every task has this. And if it's something that the person is doing over and over again for us, this may not be necessary. However, if it's a one-off larger project, we need a check-in reminder for us in the middle to touch bases with the person. How's it going? What do you need? Just seeing if everything's okay. Love that. I have learned that. this one the hard way of thinking everything was under control and we get to when the launch is supposed to start or whatever is supposed to happen. And it turns out the person hadn't done anything or didn't have an idea of what to do and we're just left hanging. 
or the thing that has caught me a few times is they sent me a question. Hey, I need to know like this or that or the other thing. And as soon as I get that answer, I'll move forward. But in my universe of communications or whatever, I somehow either misread or just completely missed their question. So I didn't realize they were waiting on me, Mm -hmm. you know, and I should have. It's my it's my responsibility. But so one of the things I've done with my team is we have just a weekly brief check in. That's exactly this. And my first question typically in that meeting is, are you waiting on me for anything? <laughs> Very good. Very good. So that's the <laughs> you know? check-in reminder. And yeah, then the like other reminder we have to have in our calendars, in our task list reminder system, whatever it is that you use, and please tell me, dearest listeners, that you're using something, we have to have a due date reminder. Because if you just let the due date breeze by, as we are naturally inclined to do, if you let that uh, due date breeze by, then you're training your people that you know, this doesn't matter. This wasn't important. Yes. And it's, it is important. And just because we miss deadlines doesn't mean we want to systematize that throughout the organization. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Man. So, so that is, so having a due date reminder. Good. And then our last tip, David, is talks to the point you made earlier on about our expectations and our idea for perfectionism. We have got to check unrealistic expectations when a project is done. Wow. We have to know which hill we want to die on is, is the fact that something's just not the way we envisioned it. Is that worth pushing the project back? Is it worth delaying? Is it worth the hassle? Or is it? Ouch. So, wow. Yeah. See, Dana, this is one of those things that gets me, though, and, and, and because, like, you know when there is a pressing deadline and your brain really kicks in and all mm-hmm. the genius shows up that isn't always maybe there at the, you know, re- at the ready? Then in those moments... Man, the things that we can pull off are just amazing. And it's like I want to reserve the right to have the opportunity to do that. And if I dial down the expectations, I don't know. I feel like I'm selling everyone short somehow. So I I have to accept reality, though. <laughs> you know I'm I mean? not like, saying dial down the expectations when it's important. Fair enough. Okay. As I said, what hill do you want to die on? Yeah, it's you have to be able to evaluate which ones really where where those extra things that might happen are are really important and valuable as opposed to when they won't make any actual difference whatsoever. Yes. Okay. Yes. So is the fact that I don't like the headline font going to impact my SEO ranking and uh, my sales? No. Okay, then let no. it go. Yeah. Ouch or whatever the example might be. Makes sense. No, it really does. So our tips, just to review them, think it through. What are you delegating? What do you want it to be at the end? Set deadlines that leave space for your people to do their work. So, so far I'm summarizing these as what and when. Okay. Okay. In my little, in your little, in your little code in your brain. My little post-it notes. (laughs) (laughs) In your free coaching. Um, The (laughs) check-in reminder and the due date reminder. 
And again, yeah, the check-in reminder, you may not need that. Depends on the situation. However, if you do need it, you need it. Then watch your unrealistic expectations. Don't make your need for perfectionism, stress your team, make things late, and make everything worse. So good. I love this. Okay. So, and you know, I, what I like about this, Dana, is that this is not... Uh, and I don't mean to take away anything from the value of what you've laid out here. It's there's, there's nothing here that I go, oh, I would have never dreamed of doing that. You know, it's it's it. These are things that are, I won't I don't want to call them obvious either. They're not, but they're things that are just like, okay, this is rational. It's logical. I could see why this would work, and I feel like these are achievable at some level. You know what I mean? As long as I've made the decision to be intentional about it, which is what you said kind of in the background piece of this. Yeah, David, this is none of this is rocket science. This is delegating, but I don't know that it's explained in this way, that I haven't seen it explained in this way, that the places that we need to look at. You know what's been frustrating for me about this, honestly, in the past, among the other things I've already said, <laughs> is that people who delegate well, I, I, I feel like many of them, do it naturally like they're wired to do it they just think in terms of who should be doing what right now and i am not that person so you know if i've asked someone help me learn how to do this there's oh just hand it off you know oh okay well i mean if it were that simple i would have done that but no it's not so i need someone to help me kind of think through this process and and see where the gotchas are so it's 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 helpful here to, to have some a process good Good. Okay, David. So our takeaway of the week gets back to you. What'd you get from our conversation today? What will you remember? I almost wish I had an acronym for it, but but it's it's what, when, reminder, reminder, expectations. <laughs> Those are my, it's like the five things, right? So um, maybe that's a long takeaway, but it's kind of my little... <laughs> yeah. Is it too much? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Okay. Then if I'm going to distill it down, it's be intentional and set aside some time to work on this because I have my little, you know, my notes now. So the intentionality I think is the, is the deal because, you know, like we, like we said, you know, you tend to bounce around and find yourself wishing you had delegated. And in fact, you can, if you, attack it you know like a, like a, it's valuable i think we have to really think of it that way it really matters and it's important it's worth the investment of time what i think when i hear you say that david is delegation is not an afterthought right often it is for us living in that world where delegation becomes an afterthought gets us in a whole lot of heartache and trouble yeah that is true that is true all right, dear listeners, so will you join David and will you join me on improving our delegation skills so our businesses are much more successful and run more smoothly and we're happier people? How's that sound? Yeah, and we make more money. It's yeah. all good. And hey, if you are listening and you have a delegation tip, trick, hack, uh, all the words that Dana doesn't like me to use. Um, 
go to kicksandmadehd.com slash 016. That's the uh, place to find today's episode. You can leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. You can also hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. We're on there as kicksandmadehd. And we'd love to hear about how you're experiencing the show and what you're learning and what you're what you what you like, what you uh, what you would like to see us cover in the future. Really good. Oh, speaking of covering in the future, Dana. Yes. I think we picked out what we want to talk about next week, didn't we? We did. We did. And I don't I don't remember, though. I was talking about it before we started recording. Next week, David's going to lead the conversation. And we're going to talk about automating another way to get rid of our weaknesses. Automating yeah. and using Zapier and what I don't even know what other magical automating ways David has of doing this and things he's going to share. The great thing about this is, Dana, you'll be able to stop me from from doing the entire podcast in the language of geek. So, um, <laughs> because sometimes I wander off and speak geek instead of English, and so um, we'll try not to do that anyway. But you can help me make sure that I this is help. like you know. Practical. I can help you. I'm good at that. My beloved brother is a geek, and it's so I'm good at giving that stare. Oh, that's perfect. I love it. Awesome. All right. Well, let's wrap it up for today. Thanks for listening, everybody. And please remember to rate us and subscribe and do all those wonderful things so the podcast grows, the audience grows, yes. and we can help more people. Love it. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Dana. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, David. Let's kick some ADHD. Yeah. Can we delegate that? Ha. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who, squirrel, uh, um, has ADHD or might, and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. For more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed, go to kicksomeadhd.com.